Welcome to Truly Creepy with Brittany and Sarah. Hello. Hello. Did you know today is Thursday? I just recently figured that out about (laughs) half an hour ago. (laughs) Oh, it's been a rough one. When you tried to stand me up for your episode. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I just totally ghosted you on my turn. Like, the heck? I didn't mean to. And especially Uh today. Because today's episode is, like I said before, I have never identified more with an animal, or in this case, a cryptid, in my entire life. I can't wait to see this one. And they have dubbed it the most emo cryptid ever. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to share my screen real quick so you can see this thing. Okay? Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, um, we'll do this. Okay, it says it's sharing. I don't know if you can see it or yep. not. It's going. So that's that is the creature. It is called the squonk. The squonk. The squonk. Oh my gosh. Q U O N K. Oh my gosh. It's. Can you can you see it? It's yes. It's interesting looking. I know. It's so cute. I think I've got another picture down below. <laughs> Did it say it's a pathetic cryptid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's the, and we'll get more to what that is later, but there's another rendition of it. a Pokemon card? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, yeah. So, today I that am doing, I am doing <laughs> the squonk. And it is a cryptid. And honestly, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but I am so happy that I did because this and is he's now so my. He's so cute. <laughs> he is so cute. And it is my new favorite cryptid. Like, some people are obsessed with, you know, Bigfoot or they love Mothman. Like, all I want is the Squonk plushie that's available because they do make them because he's so popular. They have one. They okay, have. I'm you for Christmas. They have a Squonk and I want it. Let me... Let me write that down so I don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) while you write that down, I'll go into a little bit more of the detail and kind of go into this one's kind of a short one this week, but he's adorable and I definitely identify with him. So I wanted to cover him. The, uh, internet has dubbed him the adorably pathetic cryptid which poor guy just, i know he's like and the eeyore of cryptids he is yes that's exactly because okay so he is native to the hemlock forest in northern pennsylvania and that's like my stepdad is from pennsylvania so i texted my mom and i was like has he ever heard of this thing called the squonk and he's like uh no, and I was like, it's literally like the Eeyore of cryptids. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I told her. That's fantastic. But he had not heard of him. It said that his loose skin, and he's tiny too, he's a little creature, began surfacing during the late 19th century at the height of Pennsylvania's timber industry and is one of the many creatures of lumberjack mythology. 
which I didn't do a deep dive into that, but I am sure there's a lot more into that as, as well. A future episode. <laughs> future episode. The squonk has loose-fitting, wart-covered skin and is said to be ashamed of its appearance. Now, this is the part. And listen, this is so sad. Because of this, it frequently hides from sight and can dissolve into a pool of tears and bubbles to evade capture. Oh, poor buddy. I know. It can often be heard crying in the woods. The first written account of a squonk came in 1910 by William J. Cox. And he had a book on creatures of the lumberjack mythology. Mm-hmm. His official, the squonk's official name is the Lacrima Corpus Dissolvens. <laughs> and I'm assuming that means the body that dissolves. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they have a scientific name, Theristus lacrimoes. I can't say it. I'll put it somewhere. It's Theristus lacrimosus. I mean, that's what it looks like. Anyways, apparently it's so well known that it has an official Latin name and a scientific name, which I mean, that seems pretty legit. Seems pretty legit. The squonk is of a retiring deposition, generally traveling about at twilight and dusk because of its misfitting skin, which is covered with warts and moles. I know. It is always unhappy. Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow him by the tear-strained trail of the animal because he weeps constantly. I've never identified so much... I know, With a right? non-existent. I know, right? When cornered and escape seems impossible or when he's surprised or frightened, it might even dissolve itself into tears. So it literally cries so much that it dissolves in his own body. My gosh, that is... I know. Wow. I know. And so that whole part about the deposition and... and when I started that was actually a snippet from William T. Cox's The Squonk, which is the fearsome okay. creatures of the lumber woods, and that came from 1910. In uh, a book that was written in 1939 called Fearsome Critters by Henry H. Tryon, gives a little more detail of the squonk, reiterating that it will dissolve into tears when surprised and given a history of the squonk's fossil record. According to Tryon, the squonk was originally a desert creature, but was driven into the marshes as the terrain around it changed. Probably the homeliest animal in the world, and it knows it. (laughs) I know. The distribution was once fairly wide. The usual habitat being high plains were, and desert vegetation was abundant. By Tyron's telling, this caused the species to evolve into a creature that had webbing on its left feet due to a particular habit of circling the lakes of its newly developed environment. The fossil records of Pennsylvania uh, predates the the Cambrian era, which means that due to the erosion of the prehistoric mountains there, no dinosaur bones can be found in that state. So aside from no evidence of the squonk, there is also no evidence that any part of the state was ever desert, although it's possible, I mean, over... 485 million years yeah we don't know and we can't tell because of the the vegetation and the way that things are there and the terrain so 
if these things existed back in prehistoric times, we wouldn't be able to tell because there's no fossils that can get recovered there. History shows beyond dispute that as these areas gradually changed, the swampy lake dotted country, the squawk was forced to take to water of distinctly low mentality. It traveled consistently around the unaccustomed marshes in search of fodder. So it's just like this poor little thing that's sad because it's ugly and it doesn't know where it's going. And so it's got web feet on one side because it just goes in a circle trying to find something to eat. I mean, same. Same. Story of my life there. It says the range of the squonk is very limited. A few people outside of Pennsylvania have ever heard of this quaint beast, which is said to be fairly common in the hemlock forests of the state. So literally it's just... It's like Eeyore. It's so slow. It just kind of stays where it is. It doesn't really go anywhere. So the best known author to reference the squonk was Jorge Luis Borges and his 1957 book Manuela or Manuel de Zoologica Fantastica. In it, he he copies Cox's description wholesale and reprints it. Uh, Borges explores all sorts of creatures from ancient mythology, the Bible, literature, and folklore. Having been well known already, is probable and more responsible than any writer for spreading the awareness of the squawk. So he basically just like copy pasted what Cox was saying and put it in his book. But because he was so much more well known, that's kind of how the history of the squawk got out. Okay. In 2015, a version of Fearsome Creatures by Hall Johnson, the squonk is physically and actually a pig, and it's covered in warts and has cauliflower ears covered in wax and hair. Its tusks are yellow and crooked, and its eyes weep constant tears. It has four legs. Three and a half of the right hind leg is transparent, which I don't know what that's about. I've seen that someplace else where some people are saying it only had, like, they've spotted it only had three legs. So I don't know why part of it is just, like, not being able to be seen. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's weird. It's fearsome aspect and it's contagious misery. So it's just, like, this poor little sad piggy thing. It lives in the Pinocchio Mountains of Pennsylvania. John Paul Wentling, Hall Johnson's arch nemesis, tried to catch one. But like the squonk, he dissolved to tears as death. Uh, the squonk's method of love and reproduction is binary fission. Okay. So, I don't know how they know that, but they do. The squonk lives in the woods and is very hard to track down, though it cry- the cries are often heard, especially around twilight. When it's said to wander around the hemlock trees, it is elusive and wants to be. The reason for this is the squonk is one of the homeliest creatures in the world and it knows it. Its skin is ill-fitting, covered with the warts and moles, and doesn't like being so ugly, so it cries, and tears are said to be caused the death because it's weeping over its own life. Man, they really hate it on this thing. I know, and I don't know why. So mean to the poor squonk. I know. Maybe he's crying because you guys talk so badly about him. I mean, I know you guys are gossiping and you're just making the poor thing so sad. So there is one time that one has actually been caught. Oh. Uh, 
skilled hunters say that they can track it by following the trail of tears it leaves. Although they are very hard to catch, only one, like I said, has ever been said to have been caught. It was accomplished by hunter J.P. Wentling, who lived in Mont Alto, Pennsylvania. He caught the creature by mimicking it and luring it into a sack. His success is attributed to the fact that it was a cold night, which slowed the creature's movements. The squawk was not happy being caught, and the creature never seemed to be happy about anything. So he started crying and weeping powerfully inside the sack. And as Mr. Wentling carried it back to his home, he started to feel that it was getting lighter and lighter. He looked inside and saw the squonk had not escaped, but it had dissolved into a pool of its own tears and bubbles. I've heard this story before. <laughs> yeah? I think, it, I think M covered it. Really? I think so. I might not have gotten to that one yet. I've definitely heard it. That specific story where he, like, turned into a puddle. Yeah. And, like, disappeared. Yeah, he, he caught him, and then he was taking him back to the home to, I guess, you know, eventually show off. And he just was so sad that he got caught that he just dissolved himself into a puddle of tears. There's basically, like, you can catch this thing, but you're never going to have any evidence of it because it's so sad. It's just going to end up dissolving. He'll, like cry and turn into a puddle of yeah that's poor thing so here's a little fun here's a little fun fact um there is a legend that says that the tears of the squonk mixed with the dna of a boston terrier and that's how pugs came about (laughs) (laughs) i think it looks more like not a pug but what's the really wrinkly dog sharpay Yes, it looks like a Sharpe. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's actually what I thought when I saw the picture. Yeah, it really Are we does. sure these people haven't just seen a Sharpe? I mean, they could have literally been seeing a Sharpe this whole time. Who knows? I mean, if it's been out in the woods and it stays out there long enough, it's going to get skinny, its skin's not going to fit well. It could have moles or bumps or warts. I mean, God knows what kind of fungi it's getting into being out in the middle of the woods. So, We've solved it. We solved it. It's just a Sharpe. Well, Sharpe's can get pretty big, though. And this thing's kind of teeny tiny. Okay, it's a miniature Sharpe. <laughs> it's a miniature Sharpe. Aren't every, isn't everything a miniature now? I feel like every dog breed has a miniature. Pretty much. So I have two more little things about it. A band named Genesis actually came up with a song called Squonk. And I will not sing the song because I don't want everyone's ears to bleed. But I will read you <laughs> some, some of the lyrics. We all appreciate that. Oh, you are welcome. As someone who lived with you and listened to you <laughs> sing quite frequently. Yes, you can attest to how much no one needs to hear that. So the lyrics are, some of them, I just kind of put in little snippets. He's a sly one, he's a sly one, wouldn't you be too? Scared to be left all on his own. Hasn't a, hasn't a friend to play with the ugly duckling. The pressure is on, the bubble will burst before our eyes, all while in perfect time. His tears are falling on the ground, but if you don't stand up, you don't stand a chance. And then it goes on to say, go a little faster now, you might get there in time. 
Mirror, mirror on the wall. His heart was broken long before he ever came to you. Stop your tears from falling. The trail they leave is very clear for all to see at night. Uh, They come at night. And then a little bit later on, it says, Walking home that night, the sack across my back, the sound of sobbing on my shoulder, when suddenly it stopped. I opened up the sack, all that I had, a pool of bubbles and tears, just a pool of bubbles and tears. All in all, you're a very dying race, placing trust upon a cruel world. You never had the things you thought you should have, and now, and you'll not get them now. And all the while, in perfect time, your tears are falling on the ground. Aww. I know. This poor little thing. So the last information that I have is apparently there's a trading card game called Meat Zoo, which I had never heard of, but apparently it's like a pretty popular like trading card game. I I frequent this website where I found it, excuse me, to get, I buy like magic cards and Pokemon cards and all that different stuff. So is it like Pokemon? It's kind of, yes. I'll read into it a little bit. It looks kind of like. Honestly, it looks kind of like Magic the Gathering mixed with Pokemon. So okay. it's got it's got more of the like Magic the Gathering feeling, but the cards and the cuteness of it is more like Pokemon-esque. Gotcha. So it has 30 life points. It's literally called the Squonk. It's called a uh, Beastie Fearsome Creature. And you can have one per spell book, which I'm assuming is your deck. And it's called the Squonk. He's so cute. Oh, my God. He's so cute. So his ability is if you are crying tears, Squonk is immortal. If opposing caster cries tears, Squonk appreciates the sympathy and leaves the arena. So he's just like, okay, I'm out. Bye. Thanks for crying. I like a good cry, too. I'm going to leave now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) He has a tribal boost, and this page gains him 10 life points, and his attack um, gets 10 damage for every fearsome um, creature in the arena. So the more you have of him, the more, like, they do and they can attack. So it said that his his attack is called the Drowning Sorrows. Aww. I know. And it even shows his date of birth was on 1910 in Pennsylvania, its weight is 36.2 kilograms, height 1.2 meters. His flavor text, which I don't know what the hell that is, is uh, be very careful when forming con- contact with the squonk, making any sort of eye contact will result in it exploding into a puddle of tears. No, I want to know how much they know how, how they know how much it weighs since they've never been able to catch one because it just like dissolves into a puddle. I'm wondering if it's just kind of like a guesstimate. Like if people have spotted him and they're able to kind of give dimensions about how big it is, they can kind of just assume an average weight from there. Yeah, I guess. But that's it. That is the squonk. The most evil cryptid or evil. Lord have mercy. The least evil and the most emo cryptid ever. And he's so cute. So cute. I had to post, I'll post the picture. He's adorable. But you know what it was? I was on Facebook. I don't have, oh, I have my phone. I was on Facebook and someone had posted, and it might have been in the in That's Why We Drink Patreon only group. But someone posted a picture 
And it literally says, apparently Pennsylvania has a cryptid that is so ugly that he just cries about it all the time. And the way Aww. that you find him is to follow Path of Tears, the squonk. And it showed pictures. And I was like, yeah. also how you can find me and Sarah. That's exactly how you could find us. And that is why I had to cover him because it's like a mythical version of myself. Walking around in a circle crying, trying to find food. That was an adorable story. I love it. We usually do some stuff, you know, that's sad or terrifying. And I came right off of Black Eyed Kids, which, let's be honest, that one was really freaky. So I've heard from several listeners that it freaked them out. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that one can be kind of freaky. So I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted and fun this time and... I think that it this this episode would not make the squonk cry. At least I, think I would he hope would so. like it. I, I think, feel like we painted him in a good light. I stood up for him when those bullies were teasing him. They should just come and live with me. Although they'd probably just be scared of the kids and just cry into a bubble of you know I, bubbles. He'd and, probably melt into a puddle and he'd melt into no bond a puddle. out of there. He'd melt into a puddle, which would then make the kids cry, and then it would just make it cry more. Everyone would, would just be crying. Be and... Everyone would be crying, and you know what? Why don't you just stay in Pennsylvania, buddy? You're okay. He's doing good. He's doing all right. So that was that. Short, that sweet, was... to the point. That was a very squonky, cute. I, I mean, story. I'm sorry. I had to. Cover I love him. him. I know it's. I know that it's not the the longest episode, you guys, but he's adorable, and I'm obsessed okay, now, well, and you will be this too. This episode is already longer than most of my episodes have been recently, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, keep in mind, this is, that time is also including the time that we were talking before we started recording. Oh, okay. That makes so, sense. This might be a very short episode, but... Honestly, I knew it was going to be, and I didn't care because I'm obsessed, and everyone needs to hear about the squonk. Well, um, the squonk is lovely, and everyone, I hope you enjoy listening to this before you go see your family for Thanksgiving, because this will come out two days before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We are thankful for you guys. Yes, 100%. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Brittany? Uh, going to my sister's. Okay. It'll be small this year. Although my stepsister and her kids are coming to visit. Okay. Um, so I will see them at some point. I'm sure. I, you know what? So I'm having, my dad's coming over this year for Thanksgiving. And my stepdad's family's coming down from Pennsylvania. You should ask them about the squawk. That's what I'm thinking. I just made that correlation. Like, they just, can they just capture one and just bring it with them? That would be like. We'll keep you guys posted. But that's like best case scenario. But even if not, even if they can't do that, I'm I'm sure one of them has to know something about the squawk. So maybe maybe I'll have, maybe they have, maybe I'll have an update. You know, after after Thanksgiving, we can talk to her and see if she can pick their brains and see if they know about this infamous Pennsylvania squonk. Yes. And if any of our listeners 
I think we do. We have some listeners up north Probably. in Pennsylvania. I think we. I think we might do. I don't know specifically. It's harder in the states to know where they're listening from. Well, if we do, or if anyone has ever visited and has seen or heard, or has family things, there, or has family there, anyone that you can you can ask, uh, you can always reach us at. I just blinked. I'm having Did a day. You just forget everything. I you just can forgot reach us everything. <laughs> by emailing us at trulycreepypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at truly underscore creepy, on Instagram at truly creepy, and on Facebook, truly creepy with Brittany and Sarah. There we go. Thank you. I don't know why my brain just like decided to just She's not, not here function. today, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm I am clearly I'm not. I didn't even think that it was Thursday. So my brain's just forgetting everything I was supposed to say. But I do remember that if you also want to get some behind the scenes, I'll post the video of the, the music video for that song by Genesis. Oh fine. If you it's you know, it's it, it's really not that bad of a song. It's kind of a little bit of a bop, honestly, just a little bit. I mean, so, I like a good bop. It's it's definitely worth listening to once. So if you want to listen to that, you can head on over to Patreon and become a patron. And that is just patreon.com slash truly creepy. You can sign up and you'll get a ton of back behind the scenes posts and pictures and things. I know when I did... Pendle Hill, there was a picture of the little girl in the cemetery. I only posted that to Patreon, so if you want to see it, you can go there and see it. We also have our 19 Wines Crime. Lord have mercy. We also have our 19 Crimes Wine episodes that we have for our VIPs. We do those once a month. We just posted one. We have a lot of stuff going on. So if you want to stay up to date, reach us on our social medias. If you have any stories that you want to tell us, you can send them there or to that email address. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Keep it truly creepy. Bye.